Welcome the band known as Mare Island to the stage of the Phoenix Theater. This is a group that features some old friends and familiar faces, and we are thrilled to have them all back in this building. Tonight we'll learn a little bit about the people behind the music and what they've put themselves into that music, and later they will perform these songs collectively. Please welcome to the program, Mare Island. Mare Island. Hi, Jim and Tom. Yeah. Hi. Thanks for having us. Let's talk about the band Mare Island, at least for a minute on the Mare Island episode. Why um, not? <laughs> well, no, I think we can, maybe. Um, <laughs> so this is a band that put out a self-titled EP in 2017. Would we say that's correct? Yes. My research is correct. Factually correct. Derek, you and I were going back and forth over email. I'm going to read a quote from you. Um, it's about the experience of releasing this album. Um, basically, you said that You'd spent most of your life chasing external validation, and music was no different. And after the release of this record, it got a lot of cool write-ups, and which is this is the thing you thought you wanted all along. And you realize that there's a hollowness behind that, that the true joy in life is about connection and community and the intimate moments shared in a rehearsal space with Josh performing faked versions of obscene stage banter. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> except, except not faked. Just yeah, <laughs> unreleased. So <laughs> those are problematic things. I was saying. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so growing perspective. Before we go deep into that, can you do a sample of that? No, I can bleep no. it out heavily. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Especially not in this day and age. <laughs> Practice space is a safe space. Derek, how dare you bring it to this interview? <laughs> It's the best part of practice, yeah. is making my friends laugh. Uh, no matter what I, I mean, I'd say something really bad. Yeah, and it's it, you can't. It's like a gut reaction. They have they laugh. I'm sorry, Matthew. Don't don't nod. No, you, you I laugh didn't too. Nod. I shook. No. no. <laughs> I, I I remember actually early on. I think this was like Matthew's first or second practice, um, and it was I noticed a, a very tender moment where uh, Matthew made a joke. Um, t toward Josh, but then and Josh heard it and, and didn't laugh. And then, and instead of being kind of stung by it, Matthew, I think the friendship was um, had enough context where Matthew was like, hey, "Josh, you didn't laugh at my joke." And, and, and it was it was a very kind of like boyish, you know, like friends for life quality behind that that I, I really enjoyed well, seeing. I appreciate you playing to me. That's nice. <laughs> I appreciate when you say things and then I say them louder and then people laugh at me. Oh, no. so. <laughs> it happened to me earlier. It's true. You Your joke like, got stolen. It was okay though. Like, can you I, tell the joke on here? No, it was, it was, uh, it was in the context and I said something and then Michael said it louder and the people laughed at Michael, but, but then I gave you the look. Like. You gave me the look. <laughs> I, heard, yeah. I heard you say it first. It's like, the dude, thing is, the thing is that I know, I know that that's my game. Josh will say something funny, and I will hear it, and then I will say it louder because I think it's really funny, and then people will laugh at me, and I'm like, no, 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 no it was Josh's joke. <laughs> okay, this is a question. Uh, if you have a joke that a friend told, friend is not here anymore. Do you tell the joke? Because you know it'll go over well. That's part one. And number two, if you do tell the joke, 
do you give credit where credit is due? The answer is yes. Is no. the friend dead or? Yeah. No, they're alive. Oh. So you're saying no, you don't give credit <laughs> or no, you don't tell the joke. Especially You do tell dead. the joke. Yeah. <laughs> you do tell the joke, you don't give credit. <clears throat> Why give credit? Okay, so that's you. I give credit, yeah. Okay, you would tell well, the joke. Give me, a bit, give me an example. You've already submitted your answer. <laughs> now, Josh Staples, a man of honor, yeah. says he would not tell the joke. Oh, I would tell the joke. Okay. I would tell the joke as if it were my own. Yeah. I would wait the laughter to die down yeah. and I would give credit where credit's due. That's a good man. Got to do, <laughs> yeah. do, do it the best you can. Nah. Don't you have, you have an opinion on this? <laughs> I, it's circumstantial, I think. Yeah. Okay. I don't, wow. You know, good yeah. for you. Yeah, that is there's good, yeah. there's yeah. different times. You know, sometimes the laughter is too strong. You can't you can't stop it to <laughs> give credit. Yeah. Your delivery is so much right. better than whoever told it the first <laughs> That's time. what I'm talking about. You, know? you also yeah, know that you have uh, brought such joy to the room that putting a clause or an asterisk <laughs> next to it will just bring the mood down. <laughs> exactly. There's no What's time. That? If the I have too much fine print in the world anyway, we don't need to add more. If I read a, a funny joke, I'm like, oh, I'm going to tell this sweet knock-knock joke that I read online. Yeah. I'm going to say, oh, I got that online. Like, don't laugh. Well, what do we, what do we call much. when a song is like 50 or 100 years old and it becomes... It's public domain. domain. Well, a knock-knock joke is public domain. Here's unless the there's too. a new twist on an old favorite. I'll really only give credit where it's... <laughs> I'll give credit only if it's someone I know because it's probably going to get back to them that I... Like, someone else will tell yeah. the joke and say, oh, Josh told me that. And like, I told him that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I will only really... Do, it's self-serving partially while I'll give credit. Oh, whoa. Because I want to make sure that, doesn't, that <laughs> if you heard that I told your joke that you got credit for it uh, Derek do you have uh, I, I would tell the joke with, with attribution probably. with attribution <laughs> a good man nah. I would I would tell the joke <laughs> and I would give attribution in fact I'm the, I'm the best man because I would do attribution <laughs> before the joke is told well that, that kills the oh, joke no. <laughs> no it doesn't not the way I tell it but Tom, what's your <laughs> <laughs> the, me yeah oh I'm a vagabond brigand and thief you sure are I, I would yeah I would take that thing and run a mile with that <laughs> oh, yeah. that's what I'm talking about See, you were saying I think that you give credit to the joke in case it falls flat you don't have to blame yourself for it well Ooh. you know in life we uh, we hedge our bets <laughs> <laughs> I have a really good joke though. okay is it clean <laughs> yeah okay good we don't want to bring the Mare Island brand down. oh no okay good <laughs> well uh, knock knock <laughs> Who's there? Who's there? Two. 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 Who? It's to whom? <laughs> it's to. Oh, that's pretty good. English teacher jokes. <laughs> All right, but who? It's the worst. No, who told no, you that? Good. Yeah, where'd you get that from? Yeah. I, I read it online. <laughs> that's public domain. <laughs> Here's a prompt. Uh, do you have friends that sometimes do things that drive you crazy and you want to strangle them, and they do like they do it over and over and over and over again oh. just to get your goad? Or get your goat. D didn't I do that three shows ago? That's what I was gonna say. It has to do with jokes. <laughs> Tom likes to do a thing while we're while we're doing oh, this. this go over the three. This is this is a this is an episode that is a little more conversational, a little loose, showcasing <clears throat> the personality of Mare Island as opposed to digging deep and making you tell us all of your trauma. Um, so we're having fun. But Tom, sometimes when we're having those serious episodes, we'll like be really getting deep. We'll really be getting in there, learning oh, stuff. We gotta it's, stop that. It's such like human experience <laughs> stuff. It's so interesting when people are open and they share. Hard to get them there. Very hard to get people there. But once we get them there, then we chat, and it's really a beautiful moment. 
Until my co-host Tom Gaffey, <laughs> yeah. and he does it knowingly. He knows exactly what he's doing. <laughs> Tells jokes, but they're not really jokes. They're more so just kind of non sequitur statements. And 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 and, and 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 there's really what's funnier than a non sequitur? This is why I love Tom. And then and then and then I I, I, I go okay. Well, let's get back to the topic. And then it he's happens like again, like five go or ten minutes the, later. Oh, You've got to get the free for out of it. And then and then and then and it's kind of like you're going seventy miles per hour. <laughs> and then the car stops. <laughs> and then he got started again. And then, of course, he does it a third time. He calls it the threefer. Gotta have the threefer. Yeah. Want to give us an way. example of what a threefer? Oh, it sounds like you're going to. No, I, I'm not. I was just going to say, if you've ever driven any of my cars, you expect it to stop at about, once it hits about 70 miles an hour. My Here's God. the thing. You, you asked that question. I was like, I don't think I have any, I don't think I have any friends like that. And then I was like, oh, was it's friend. me. That's <laughs> me. I am definitely that dude. That's yeah. me, for sure. Your friends are good people. My friends are very <laughs> good people. By you. And they put up with a lot of terrible things. Oh, we love it. Back to Derek's quote, which I thought was, <laughs> which I thought was really good. Uh, does it jog anything in anyone's mind about why you do what you do, whether musically or just in your life? I think it's interesting to look at. You can get deep into the commodification of of culture. Please do. Uh, it's we live in an image-based society now where everything is selling us not the product but what the product is going to do. And as long as you're buying into that, you're you're buying into the idea that like the Corona is going to transport you to the beach or the Bacardi is going to transport you to this club, but you never get there because the club's not like that. The beach is not like that. Women no, are not like that. Quite frankly, how do you drink the beer with that little wedge of lime in the, in the mouthpiece like that? That doesn't seem right? possible. Right. <laughs> well, you push it in with your finger. You what? You push it in the beer. I think. Uh, and, then, and then you put your thumb on the top, and then you turn around. That's number one. That's number one. Give them two yeah, more. I think and uh, <laughs> Matthew is, uh, was actually saying, making a point. Actually. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. oh, no, <laughs> that's it. <a laughs> I'm waiting for the second one. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. It'll, yeah. It'll come. It'll no, but that's that's the thing. Is like you have to you have to find satisfaction in in what you are in being rather than having. You have to find satisfaction in what you are actually doing. And that's music for me is that. I, I love that uh, people will come out to shows. And I've, I am lucky enough to have been in bands where people actually want to come out and see. But it's, it's for me. Like, if people weren't there, I would still be playing music. And I would still be enjoying myself because I'm with friends doing the things that I want to be doing. The, the whole point is that I think music for us is what we want to be doing and we're lucky to be able to do that and to have that as, as something that's external from this desire to have things. Music is is there to, as as this being aspect. Like I'm I am a musician. I want to be a musician, and I will continue being a musician because that makes me feel good. Having the identity of that is makes you feel good as well. Right. Not just spending time with the people, but also like this is who I am in the world. I feel good about that. Right. That's the that's the thing that makes me feel like an actual person. Is is music for sure. 
I just watched this really great documentary on George Michael, who's one of my favorite performers yeah. ever. And his, he was the biggest selling, he was top of the charts, absolute top of the charts when, in the 80s, 88, whenever the Faith record came out. He was dissatisfied from that tour. He was tired of it. He was dissatisfied by, it didn't make him feel, you know, ecstatic. He didn't feel fulfilled because that's not what fulfillment's all about. Like making yourself happy is the most important thing. And if it's, if, uh, you, if you rely on what other people think to fulfill you, then you're going to come up empty every single time because you have no control over that. You ha- doesn't really even matter. It doesn't make it, it should not make a difference to the person creating it because it's, it's already done. The creation part is done. It's in the bag. The other part, the live music part, I think I am so happy with how the EP came out. It's one of the, my favorite recordings I've done, the experience of it. It was a great recording, and then, but playing them live is almost excruciating every time for me because the actual like standing in front of a f- microphone without a guitar, I mostly don't like it. I love the way I can focus on the vocals, and I love when they're sounding good, I'm very happy. But for the most part, the experience of doing it, I want to go back in the studio and record some more songs. That's, more, that's really fun. Mm. Isn't that, isn't that a, a particular type of uh, masochism that you can do to yourself as you get older? Because this is something that you've never really done. You've never been just a vocalist. No, yeah. No. And, and yet you keep coming back for more. Yeah, I keep <laughs> but, doing it. But I'll yet, do, yeah, let's book some shows. I'll do it again. But yet, like, <laughs> I saw you right after the performance, which we already did. You were very much in your head. You were kind of like... I was tripping balls. Uh, you were tripping balls. <laughs> I was unhappy. And you, may, and you may be tripping balls for another day or so, but yet you'll it's go okay. back. You know, it's I, okay. I bounce back pretty easy, yeah. I, but I think that it's, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's for me. I need to play the glockenspiel or keyboard or something. <laughs> well, I, I think, I, go ahead. I think, I think that those? that's what makes good musicians though, or that's what makes good people, good artists, anything. You're not satisfied with how you did it, so you want to do it better and that's totally. what makes you good too i mean like you can either have this shitty performance and then uh, I'm, i should just quit like th- this sucked <laughs> and i should never play the drums again and yeah. fuck this uh or you're like ah, that wasn't that was pretty good uh there's some things i could fix uh you know what i'm gonna do is just fucking work harder and keep doing this and keep trying and maybe I slack, maybe I should have practiced a little bit more. Now I know that. Let's keep going, you know? And so that's how I feel like you either have that craziness in your brain uh, to keep going and like keep torturing yourself constantly every time you play. Uh, and that's what a good musician is as far as I'm concerned, as someone who's that crazy who just will just keep subjecting themselves to terror all the time. <laughs> I think there's something to that. I think that it's like, I'm really quick to have my expectations high and then have them shot right down and then be like, well, the next one's going to be totally different. <laughs> Absolutely. The next time is going to be drastically yep. different. And it, I know what I'm doing now and it'll be fixed. That's the same with every record I've done. I'll be like, oh, okay. I think that was good. Oh, the next one's going to be so much better. But I just said that two months ago right. for the one that just, just finished. Mm-hmm. And who knows if that's, I think everyone does that who makes stuff. I think they're like, they expect it to be a something, they picture it as going to be something. And then it's not that, but it is still... You're expressing yourself in a way that's unique, hopefully. And that's, what you're, that's all you can do is do something in your voice using your brain to create something. And hopefully other people like it. And if they don't, that's fine because mm-hmm. you, hopefully you like it. And if you don't like it, maybe that's when you reassess and make it so you, at least you like it. 
That's the most, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the lesson here, back to uh, Derek's paragraph, which is the backbone of this episode, is don't strive for others' approval. Gotta mm. strive for your own approval because you'll get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, those were the words that he said, right? It's <laughs> deep. <laughs> I need to see that carved into stone Cause you'll get fucked That's a, the age old adage But that gets down to the question then Is is it okay to tell a lie If it makes someone feel better Yeah for sure Hey man what'd you think of my band As our first show What'd you think of our band Oh it was great Dude you guys Yeah it was awesome Good show that was, yeah. that was really great. I'm piecing out now. I'm hungry. I, I didn't out. watch your band. I'm really sorry. You got to figure out the way to, to compliment without actually being a lie. I know. Mm. You know what? I feel like you are a master at this. You have to. You, you become, after playing hundreds of shows, thousands mine. of shows. Yeah. Can you share it or do you feel like it's yeah, going to? Oh, it. no, don't share it. No, it's then someone's going to know. They're, they're not, they're I'll, right? I'll come up with a new insider one. Insider baseball. Yeah. And also, they're not listening. They're not listening. Someone asked me, and you don't ask. What did you think of my show? No. Yeah. Just wait for it to happen. If it doesn't happen, it's fine. Rules for living with Josh Staples. Don't ask. <laughs> I would never ask. What do you think of that? Because I don't. Because obviously, we've talked for an hour about. I don't care what anyone else thinks. <laughs> Probably not entirely true, but this I, is good. You, we learned that it is a problem yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. So if you care, if someone had someone, I mean, totally. Why? Why do you care what I think anyway? So, but anyway, someone asked me. Someone who was awful at playing music asked me, <laughs> <laughs> asked me, what'd you think of that? And I said, that shit's intense. <laughs> that shit's intense. And it wasn't a lie because it was more like that took a shit in my tent. <laughs> that shit's intense. It smells like a shit in my tent. <laughs> <laughs> Might be. <laughs> Might be one of the top five quotes that's ever happened on this show. So that shit's intense. Check out. That person felt fine about it. They felt good. They said, whoa, he thought that shit was intense. I know I didn't say that shit was intense. So that shit's intense. Boy, but when I steal that, I'm not going to give you the attribute. That's fine. You don't have to. Yeah, yeah. Take it, Me either. Yeah. But if you get caught because someone heard this, <laughs> then hopefully it'll be a fun joke. They'll be like, ah, I see what you did there. And you're like, ah, you still stink. <laughs> In this moment, there is little that I desire more than for some time before you die for someone to come up to you and say, what'd you think of my band? And you say, that shit's <laughs> And they say, that shit's <laughs> intense <laughs> or that shit's intense? I'll be like, bye. <laughs> if someone is playing music, they're playing music. Like, though, not there's not one arbiter of like, this is this is good, this is bad. Everyone has their own. We talked about everyone has no their part, own Everyone's taste. got their own opinion. Mm-hmm. It, uh, there's no, that's the thing. There is truly no good or bad. Because you, it, it really depends. It, it does not matter. It's like, if... It's everyone likes their own thing. It really has no, it so, makes no oh, difference. It, every, there's so many groups that I would have not been interested in that I think aren't valid in my own mind for a second. Yeah. And then I realize that they, they speak to more people than, than I certainly could have imagined. Yeah. And then that's, that's what it means. That's, I mean, that's great. And even if they don't, 
it's just people expressing themselves, and that's all there is to it. Well, <laughs> there you have it. Do you have any closing thoughts for our friends here in Mare Island? Yeah, it's just I like really bad movies. <laughs> Those are my favorite to watch. <laughs> Me too. But I do like this band. Thank you, Tom. Would you would you like a beer with a lime, Tom? <laughs> I, would, I, was, I, was I really need. I don't know how you're going to. I mentioned that. a few times there are people who's I, I don't care most of what people think, but I pretty much care what Tom Gaffey thinks. Of yeah. The music I play. So thank you very much, Tom. Man, yeah. Josh, you were the first guy that really. Uh, no, I mean, so when I was in high school, we we used to play here occasionally. So I heard music then, but really. I came back to do movies here, and, and uh, you were one of the first musicians I ever heard play in this building. Uh, uh, on the piano, behind the screen. I did it, it was everywhere glorious that time. I would, to, that. I would be, I'd go to church. My mom and my grandma would be at church, and I'd be like, ooh, what, there's a piano? Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Yep. <laughs> I have a distinct That's vision true. of this woman being like, no. <laughs> no. And I, you just never <laughs> just let me go here. Let him go. <laughs> so let him go. They, I, there was a piano right there. Yep, right back behind in the, the movie screen. Yeah. And I would come back here every. My mom worked at the bank, so I'd be here every uh, every day. Thirty yeah. some odd years ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but it sounded glorious just playing through this building. The building loved it too. This was built as an opera house, and and it loves to play. And uh, yeah, that was. I've had a great time watching you play music for huh, thirty-five years well, now, probably. Thank you. Wow. Thanks for letting us. Oh, anytime. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's been a gas. <laughs> it's it's definitely a, a, an honor to to be included in this. And like Tom has always been this father figure to so many people, and such a such a mainstay and the the glue to to a community that I hold very dear, and I think we all hold very dear. That's like it's. Well, I yeah, think absolutely. The, I think it's all the building. It's no, it's the, it's no, it's not. <laughs> First time we've had pushback on that point. Yeah, <laughs> most, it's most not. people just pilot, politely nah. say, uh-uh. "No, it's not," because there's a lot of old buildings around here, and this yeah. is it's, it's not just the building for sure. And you've kept the building's this. changed a lot. Boy, it has. But yeah. you're pretty much the same as when I met you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I'm a starting to look like my grandmother. <laughs> One thing I will say about you as an individual, you captured it really well. You were on the piano going dun 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 dun. dun. Every other adult told like, you to knock it off. Stop that. Jesus Slam. Christ. Yeah. That is why you are a great cultivator of art and a great collaborator because even if people make your life miserable, you still let them play <laughs> dun 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 dun. dun. And here we are, 115 some odd episodes in. So <laughs> yeah. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the um, for creating this oral history of the Phoenix Theater and yeah. even if a lot of it has to do with modern bands it, it is history and it is, oh, you it is. very it's yeah. very awesome to hear the old stories mixed in with the new oh, ones so yeah. it's a great show thanks Hopefully for having these us. things play forever for crying out loud yeah so people can look back and see what we were doing I always you know so uh, it was reading the history of Pompeii at one time and thinking uh, this was uh, Rome at its at its height and it was this one frozen moment mm-hmm. boom and uh, I, I firmly believe that we are honored enough and lucky enough that we're living in Rome at this time. And we're living in, at a time when some kid a thousand years from now will be reading in a history book about the way life was at this time. And this was it. And uh, I'm hoping somehow they hear this and think, wow, really? Is that what it was? <laughs> but it was. But, 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 is so, that all it was? So did, did you put the lime in it? or was it, <laughs> Why would you put did it, yeah, Was it in a cup? I don't no, it was in a it. bottle, glass bottle, a, kids. Yeah, I don't get it. I Printed. don't get it. Those people are using limes in the weirdest way. 
We did it. There's the three fur. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> we made it. The first time it will actually make it into the edit episode. <laughs> I'd like to close with a quote from Derek. This one is from the Daily Cal, not written to me in an email. You talk about this music. He said, there's a way in which heartfelt, genuine music, like a lot of pop music, has steered away from just kind of vulnerable, honest lyricism. We just wanted to write music we felt was authentic to us and without any sheen of dirty hipster pretense. (laughs) (laughs) That's something a dirty hipster would say. (laughs) He's a clean hipster. (laughs) And I think you guys have accomplished that with this project, and we're thrilled that you've come and shared this music with us here tonight. So thank you very much for that. Stoked that you, for you to have us. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Tom and I have watched all of your guys' projects oh, yeah. over the last, yeah, yeah. I mean, at least 15 years, some of you longer. And it's a special thing to have you on the stage documenting yeah. this one. Thank and you. And now you. it's all led to this. It's led to the music of Mare Island, which all in right. just a moment, after a brief instrumental interlude from our friend Paul Hale. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> this is going to be good. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> You will be performing three songs uh, of uh, this band's music. So thank you once again so much for joining us here tonight. Thank Thank you. Thank you.